Welcome to the Jillian Winery Show. I am so excited you're here today. I feel like I've got a timely topic to speak to you about. It was actually a message that God put on my heart to share at a speaking engagement I had yesterday with some incredible women, and I felt like it was also meant for this episode as well. So if you're tuning in, this is also a word for you. Because if I'm being real, I feel like these last few years, they've kind of felt like an in-depth pruning of us all. This stripping away of idols, distractions, things that have been taking up our time and what God has for us. And I feel like we've all become a little more clear on what God has for us and not the world. And I feel like God has been using these last couple of years to just in this taking away of stripping away, it's, it's actually been for our benefit to prepare us for how he wants us to move forward this year in our lives. I feel like he wants us to move with boldness this year and with assurance that God is who he says he is and to follow him where he alone is guiding us and our families. And I'm not saying that everything is going to be rainbows and butterflies along the way as we follow God out in 2022, because I actually feel like certain things are actually going to intensify and get rocky and even really hard. But when we follow in the direction God is leading us in, we can trust him. He's going to lead us in a way that's best for us. And in any affliction that happens to us, it only produces more perseverance to run our race. And this year, I truly feel like there's going to be this new big way in which God moves for his people. And I feel like we're a part of that. So today I want to draw a few comparisons from the book of Exodus to our present time in 2022 to remind you that no matter what happens this year, our God is loyal to his people, can make a way out of no way, is a God that fulfills his promises and will even part the seas in order to do so. So to get started, if you can grab a pen and paper, and we're kind of going to walk through this with breaking down some key pieces in the book of Exodus, and then I'll ask you some questions, and then we're kind of going to journal those out to kind of move you forward this way in the way that God's calling you to walk. So let's look at a brief insight of Exodus. So if you aren't familiar with it, Exodus is the second book of the Bible, pretty fitting for 2022. It was written by Moses. It's about the Egyptians and how harsh they were to the Israelites. They had them in severe bondage, oppression. They were taking away their rights and they even enslaved them. But God shows up in a mighty way in Exodus to reveal his identity and character to the Israelites in a way he had never done before. He shows us just how closely he walks with us and protects us. Also, how our God fulfills his promises to his people. In short, the book of Exodus is a rescue mission, and it's a mission of deliverance. And if you like word breakdowns, Exodus means a mass departure, a going out. It's the road out, the way out. And I feel like there's a way in which God's calling us to walk out this year. Maybe it's something we're departing from. Maybe it's the last idols that are being laid down this year and we're moving out in a direction that maybe we didn't see coming. I don't know exactly what this Exodus means, 
Who knows? Maybe this is the year God raptures the church. All I know is God's calling us to move. He's not calling us to sit still. He's not calling us to not do anything. God has a specific way for each of us that is calling us to walk out this year. And while I really don't think that this is the year that we'll be making our grand exit, I really do feel like we need to lean closer into God to know how he wants us to move. But as we go into this, I want to draw this first comparison in Exodus chapter three, verses seven and eight. And that's when we see God speaking to Moses in the burning bush. And it says that the Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I've heard them crying out because of their, their slave drivers, and I'm concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the land of the Egyptians and to bring them out of that land and into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey. Now, I don't know about you, but it seems like there's a lot of parallels to what's going on today. So my first question for you is this, what type of bondage have you been under these last few years? Maybe it's fear, depression, anxiety, overwhelm, financial stress, distractions, resentment, past pain. What are these things that God wants you to walk from, to be delivered from? These things that the enemy is using to keep you stuck and entangled in, in these feelings and in this, this, these patterns that these last two years have created over so many people. And maybe you're feeling like, you know what, I'm actually in a good place right now. I've been in a good place for a while. I haven't felt those feelings. So maybe what are you seeking in your prayer time? What are you crying out to God, so to speak, lately? What's that thing? What's that prayer that you want answered? What do you want deliverance from this year? And go ahead and write that out. And as you're writing that out, I want to remind you of a verse from Mark 11, verse 24, and it says, therefore, therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you've received it and it will be yours. Because the thing is, God, we, we call out to God a lot, right? And God hears us just like he was hearing the Israelites when they are crying out to him. And he wants to answer our prayers. In fact, he's always answering them. Sometimes we just don't see how it's for our good and how sometimes that no was really a yes. But when we speak to God, we should have that full faith of, I believe that I'm going to receive from God because he hears me. And it's just catching ourselves before that fear creeps in or those what ifs or those doubts, or when something happens in a way that we don't think it should happen in a certain manner, we tend to question God, or we tend to not trust exactly what he said, even if something was really clear. We, we begin to lose hope. And so I want to draw this next comparison and where God is using, you know, Moses and Aaron to be these ones that are now going to stand up to the Pharaoh, who's, you know, basically in charge of Egypt uh, to free the people, the Israelites. And God has already told Moses how he's going to have this rescue thing kind of play out. He's talked to him so much about how he and his brother Aaron are going to do this, but the second Moses takes his first step towards this, he gets this opposition and he retreats. He loses hope and he loses his trust in what God said he already would do. So this happens when God stands up or Moses stands up to Pharaoh 
Um, and he's basically saying, let my people go. And Pharaoh pushed back and he actually inflicted more pain on the Israelites. So now the Israelites are scared and they're upset with Moses. And so Moses runs back to God and he says to him, he says, why would you send me to do this? I went to Pharaoh and yet he just inflicted more evil and pain onto the people. And God says something to Moses. And I'm just like, wow, this is so good. Because in that moment, God's like, I hear you. I, I see the Israelites, but you're not trusting. And so I'm going to kind of say it again on how you're going to speak to them because you're not seeing what I have for you. So in Exodus chapter six, verses six through eight, God says, therefore say to the Israelites, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. And I will free you from being slaves to them. And I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and mighty acts of judgment. And I will take you as my own people. And I will be your God. Do you see all these? I will, I will, I will. He's reassuring him that I am who I say I am, and I will do this. And so as it goes on, it says, then you will know that I am the Lord, your God, who brought you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. And I will bring you to the land. I swore with uplifted hand to give to Abraham. So my question, my second question to you is this, what area of your life have you not fully been trusting God in? Where are you still being afraid or retreating or turning back from? And if he's told you to go, maybe you're losing hope in an area because it's not panning out the way you thought it would. Maybe God has already given you those nudges and he's like, Hey, I've got you covered in this area. It's going to happen, but things aren't going the way that you want them to, or maybe things are rocky right now in your work, or you're seeing everything that's going on in the world. And you're like, God, I can't even dream. And you're putting this thing in, in, in my lap to go walk in. I don't even know how I can do that. What is that thing? And I want you to continue to trust God, because if he's saying go, or if he's saying, trust me, follow me, do this thing, or even if it's small, you guys, it could be in the every day of what God's putting on your heart this year. I want you to trust him. And so maybe you need to be reminded of one of those miracle moments because you're like, you know what? Yeah, I'm, tr I'm trying to trust. I'm trying to have hope. Maybe you need a story that I could just set right in your lap today where you're like, yeah. And this is a story of how God parts the sea. And you might be thinking, okay, it's from the Bible and maybe it was exaggerated. Let me tell you right now, it's not. And I'm going to paraphrase some of these verses because it's lengthy, but I encourage you to go back and read it. But this is Exodus chapter 14, verses 10 through 31. Now, all these plagues have happened. Moses used, um, or God used Moses to do all these signs and wonders in front of Pharaoh to let the people go, basically to scare him enough to, to, to realize that God was who he says he was. And God has said that these Israelites are going to leave with Moses with all their sheep flock, all of that. And they're going to leave and to go out to the wilderness. And, and the Pharaoh is just so stubborn, right? Doesn't want them to go. These are his slaves. He's just like, nope. Cause there's like 600,000 of them. He doesn't want to lose them. So finally, God inflicts the worst pain on them. And now they're saying, go leave. And so now they're leaving, but as they're walking out, they're now in the wilderness. They're in an orderly fashion. All of these Israelites, they're walking out and all of a sudden here comes the Egyptians riding on some chariots behind them. And they're coming back for their slaves. They're coming back for these people to take them back or worse to harm them and kill them. And so 
in, like I said, I'm going to kind of paraphrase these, but just watch what happens here. If you need, like I said, to be reminded of a Red Sea moment. So here we go. When Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel lifted their eyes and behold, the Egyptians marched after them and they were afraid. Then they said to Moses, because there was no graves in Egypt, is this is why you have taken us out here to die in the wilderness? But Moses said to the people, do not be afraid, stand still, see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you this day. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. The Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. So they're cornered. The Israelites are facing the Red Sea in front of them. They cannot cross it. They've got nothing to cross the sea. The Egyptians are coming on chariots. They are quote unquote, in a pickle. And as it goes on, I'm paraphrasing this again, but now this is in 21. It says, then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea because God told him to do this. And the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night. And he made the sea turn into dry land and the waters were divided. So the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea, but on dry land and the Egyptians pursued them. Then the Lord said to Moses, this is after they were able to cross fully through on dry land and make it to the other side. God says to Moses, stretch back out your hand over that sea that the waters may come back over upon the Egyptians and on their chariots and on their horsemen. And he did so. And that's exactly what happened. So the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea, not as much as one of them remained. So the Lord saved Israel that day of the hand of the Egyptians. So that's a victory story in itself, right? And you might be thinking, um, how did that happen? How did they go across the Red Sea? Before you get into those rabbit hole of that, I want you to check out, I have a video linked in the show notes, Wyatt's undersea exploration that discovered at the bottom of the Red Sea. What do you think they discovered in this exploration when they were looking at the Red Sea? In the middle of the deep Red Sea, chariot boxes, the wheels and axles of chariots, as well as human and horse skeletal remains on the sea floor. How did they get there? How did chariot boxes and wheels and axles and human and skeletal remains get on the bottom of the sea floor in the middle of the Red Sea? It's because of this very book in the Bible, you guys. This is history. This is what happened. We serve a God that parts red cease. So be encouraged, take heart. This is the God, the living active God that is with you right now this year, no matter what happens, no matter what dead end you are facing, no matter how much you feel the enemy attacking and you feel like there's no way, there's no way, there's no way God parts red seas. So my question now to you for number three is this, what new thing do you feel like God is telling you to go after this year? What's been this thing, right? Where do you need a Red Sea parting to make this happen? Where is God calling you to go forward in a way that maybe you've never imagined? Maybe you feel it coming up and he's telling you to take this leap of faith, right? To take a a move, to switch careers, to move to another area. Maybe he's calling you to uh, homeschool your children, or maybe he's calling you to a relationship or to get married, or maybe he's calling you to something in your life that you didn't think you'd start up. Maybe it's a business or career, 
I don't know what it is, but I just know that God's calling you to something specific this year. And he's saying, will you trust me? Do you have the hope? Do you believe in me or are you losing faith? Because I am who I say I am. And so I want you to be encouraged because that's the God that we have. And one other part of this, I want to kind of bring you to it's it's in Joshua because now Joshua is, he's leading the people to that promised land. And so 40 years have gone by, um, because it took 40 years of them going through the desert to get Egypt out of the Israelites because they kept groaning and mumbling and going back to their old ways. And God kept refining them and refining them, refining them to drop all these things before he could actually deliver them into the promised land. And so as I read this, I want you to kind of think how you can do this in your own life. But I really think this is just a beautiful uh, way to kind of wrap things up. So anyways, Joshua is taking them across the Jordan into the promised land. And he tells them now, this is like their point of victory. And he says, now each of you take up a stone on your shoulder that this may be a sign among you. When your children ask in the time to come, what do these stones mean to you? You shall answer them and say, the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. When it crossed over the Jordan, the waters of the river were cut off. And this is a more memorial to the children of Israel forever. You know, he's reminding them that when you forget, when the fear comes back in, when the doubt comes back in, and maybe generations have passed by, you're going to forget and your kids are going to point out these stones and say, what are these? And you're going to remember that the same God who rescued you out of that bondage that delivered you on the way out, that rescue mission, that parted the Red Seas, that's now taking you across the Jordan to the promised land. This is the God we serve. So right now, I just want you to write down, how are you going to collect those stones? What's going to be your stone to remember? Because so often we get these amazing God moments in our life. We get a prayer answer. We get God showing up in those ways where we get those goosebumps and chills. And just these things that we've been seeking about just tend to effortlessly, he makes a way out of no way, right? He makes something new in your life. He redeems or restores something. If you're not marking it with something, how are you going to remember? Because the enemy wants to blind you from all that, those things and just let fear take, you know, take up the space. So what I've been doing, and I encourage you to do this too, is get a journal and start housing these moments where God is creating deliverance for you, where he's calling you to walk out things. Maybe again, that's that prayer being answered, but have a journal for 2022 write things down, datum. You don't have to be in it every day, but when those God moments happen, let it be those moments where you're picking up the stones to remember them. Because one day you might have kids that are asking you what happened in those years, mom, you like, how did you get through it? Or dad, how did you get through it? How did you get through those years? What did you do? And how did God show up in that? And you're going to open this journal and you're going to say, this is how because this is the God we serve. And so I just encourage you to go forward this year that no matter what comes up, that God that delivers people, that creates that exodus is creating that same thing in you this year. So remember those moments, remember those chariots that he covered, that he didn't allow to reach them, how he saved them and rescued them because God constantly makes a way out of no way. And he closely walks with his people And he has this beautiful ability 
to accomplish so many good works in us. And I believe there's this new thing he's calling you to walk out in, and he's just going to show you those Red Sea moments. So I encourage you to walk boldly, to drop that faith or drop that fear. I'm sorry. And lean into faith every single time the enemy is trying to attack you. And whether it's getting in the word, listening to the worship music, making it to church, being in community of people who are like-minded, who love God and are going to point you to those promises, make that a priority this year, because the further we move and act and God's calling us to go out and do those things, the more we've got to be making time for this stuff to renew our mind daily. So just keep making time to hear him and to lean into those promises and keep walking in that direction in faith this year. So I hope you stay encouraged. Um, I'm excited for you and how God's going to show up. If you want to communicate in any way, connect, I've got a link in the show notes. That's my um, Instagram, or you can check out the newsletter we've got going on. We've got some healthy stuff uh, each week, every Thursday to kind of just encourage you on your walk this year. And also we've got a really exciting program that's starting next Monday, January 17th. And that's our winter wellness group. You guys, this is going to be so much fun. We've got healthy community. We've got ways to keep you going on these goals and what God's calling you to walk out in. And we get super specific on what God's calling you to do. And we've got weekly Zoom calls and group coaching, and we've got fun exercises and challenges. And you could take this at your own pace and it's in a group. So it's not like there's, you know, um, this, it's not boring. Let's just say that there's a lot of fun. There's a lot of cheerleaders on your side. And, um, if you're someone who's more of an introvert, this will be the place that you want to be. Um, because these, these people in here tend to pull so much out of you in just the most loving way. And so if you're wanting that accountability, check it out through the link. Um, I am, I'm just so excited for the group that's taking shape. And so I hope that you guys just go forward this week and just in that faith and that boldness and just rise up and keep going in the direction that God wants you to for you and your family this year. So until next time, I will talk to you Tuesday next week. Bye-bye.